0: Hey, welcome back to Real Talk. Thanks for hanging out with us. He's Joe. I'm Brad. Have you ever seen these preachers on TV that will say, you know what, send me a one-time gift of $50 and I will pray for you and the Lord is going to bless you. And if you'll call during this telecast, for you that support our ministry in any way, just call the number on your screen. We'll rush this out to you. Many of you during this time of year need to anoint, need to anoint your billfold with this oil for a financial blessing.
1: (laughs) Yes, actually... I have phoned those. You know. <laughs> it's like one of my hobbies. Before I learned about football, I watch as much Christian television as I possibly can. Really? There's like whole television networks oh, full absolutely. of this. How many of you know that God blessed Abraham with uh, riches? Amen. Blessed him with silver and gold. How many of you like silver and gold? Amen those of you that don't you're in the wrong church and it's like a hobby of mine and my kids absolutely hate it and i've called them you have have you sent
0: them money no
1: okay (laughs) i've i wanted to see how sincere they were when i called
0: jan found a scripture in the old testament and in the living bible it says that white hair is the crowning glory and is seen most amongst the godly That is in the scripture. Now that's something, isn't it? Yeah.
1: But I've never said the money, but I have called multiple phone numbers to find out what happens when you call this number? Because it's so much fun to watch. It's so entertaining right. like to watch these telephone. The thing is, they're
0: good. They make you think, oh, oh, they're they're gonna do something for me. It's know. like a preaching chain letter. Remember chain letters? <laughs> you get those in the mail, and it's like if you don't send this to ten people, you're gonna die. I know. It's like that though. You're like, I have to send these I people. I feel so
1: inspired, but I, when I watch them, <laughs> because they there's some guys that are really good at of course pulling you in. And I'm just like, grab the phone. I got a call and find out what happens. Why it works. It's so great. Entertaining.
0: All right. So we know that's a little crazy, right? Send me money and the Lord's going to bless you or whatever the message Like We know that's a little crazy. But I want to talk about... But is it? Well, I don't know. We're going to find out in a minute. <laughs> I want to talk about... Uh, there's this, this sort of this term called the prosperity gospel. Okay. <laughs> All that sort of falls under maybe the prosperity gospel. And a lot of the thinking in the prosperity gof- gospel is that we do, we give, we do these things that are acts of faith. And as you increase in faith, God rewards that. And he rewards it typically with health and or wealth, right?
1: And I can plant a seed. I want you to go to the phone right there. The number's on the screen. If you have it and we'd like to sow it through a credit card. The quicker your seed enters the soil,
0: the quicker the harvest grows, and you know that. <laughs> yes, and I don't even know what that means, but they all say that. You're Plant just planting a seed. A seed.
1: If, I, if I'm if i listening to this type of, this genre yeah. of preaching, it's like, sow this seed yes. of faith. Yes. Whether financially. You or have, Walt, well, oh, you know the you lingo. Something. I planted lots of seeds <laughs> in my life. I'm not sure. Any of these seeds. But I planted seeds. You sowed this seed. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about my
0: garden. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Why that's, did you that's, go? That's, that's my bad. <laughs> you said nothing. <laughs> you said nothing and said everything. <laughs>
1: How does this work? So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have spent a fair we're, amount of time. We're gonna need a minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't finish that sentence either.
1: <laughs> I, so you all know, I have spent a lot of time watching televangelists. Number one. And. Farming. <laughs> farming. <laughs> sowing lots of seed. Okay. And. We are told (laughs) in this genre of preaching that if we step out in faith and give money or prayer or something, that's sowing a seed and that seed will be planted and God will water that seed and make it grow into health. And, well, yes. I don't know what you were thinking, <laughs> but that's what I was referring to. Okay, great. That I know
0: a lot about this. <laughs> okay. Okay, so the extreme is this prosperity gospel, right? Send me money <laughs> and God is going to reward you with wealth and health, right? In, in a, it's oversimplified, but in a sense, that's some yeah. of the language around it. Okay. I think probably for a lot of people, well, I, I shouldn't say this because a lot of people are a part of that. But I think a lot of the circles we run in, people would go, that's crazy. That's what? not biblical. But throughout the Wait, Bible... Bi- what
1: would What would people dismiss as not biblical?
0: That God rewards our giving... Okay. With health and wealth. Good. Okay. So we would, we would push that aside. And yet, one of the things that I've honestly... I mean, because, yeah, okay, that's a little crazy, some of that stuff. But one of the things I've honestly wrestled with is, okay, but this picture of God that I see in the Bible is that God is a God of blessing, okay? Let me, like, let me lay some of the Mm -hmm. biblical groundwork for this. So Genesis 1, God creates male and female. The very first thing he does is it says he blessed them. His default response to them Mm -hmm. was blessing, and we hold on to that, that God is this God of blessing. Mm -hmm. So walk through the early parts of the Bible, the Old Testament patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, right? These families are loaded. I mean, they have... Material wealth—they have land, yeah. they have families, they have prosperity in this life—and are repeatedly referred to as blessed. So, it's like some of the, that connection of being blessed is to apparently material, yeah. Moses life stuff.
1: A, Moses seems to make a big deal about that in the writing—that when God speaks blessing, yes. there's a connection to land, yes, animals, children, yep, physical, yep money. Yep. Right. I'm going to provide for you. You're going to walk into this land flowing with milk and honey. I mean, in an ancient world,
0: that's like, you're going to walk into a land full of cash. A good life. Yes. So, I mean, even you bring up Moses, it's like this model in the Bible of blessing follows obedience, Mm -hmm. right? God says, if you are obedient, like blessing will fall. I mean, Leviticus 26, read it. I mean, blessing follows Mm. obedience. That's the formula. I mean, you, you you look at like Malachi, where Malachi, uh, in Malachi 3, God says, bring bring mm-hmm. your tithe to the storehouse. And then he says, watch, and I'm going to outgive you. Watch me yeah. throw open the windows of heaven, and I'm going to provide for you. And he's talking about mm-hmm. maybe a lot of things, but he's at least talking about some level of material goodness, yes. blessing, right? Um, but even, okay, you go, okay, that's Old Testament, but even there's some stuff in the New Testament in in... Matthew uh, uh, six, Jesus says, anything that you've given up in this life will be mm-hmm. returned to you one hundred times. But then he says, in the age to come and in the present mm-hmm. age, like that's I'm not making that up. That's what yep. Jesus says. Second Corinthians, Paul talks about if you sow sparingly, you're going to reap sparingly, mm-hmm. or abundantly, you will reap abund- abundantly. There's a connection there, right? Yep. There's I mean, no way.
1: There's no way around. The fact that there is a connection to obedience, blessing, and God is a God who wants to
0: bless his children
1: with abundance uh, in every
0: way. Jesus says in Matthew, I think I said the wrong passage a minute ago, but in Matthew, he says, um, don't worry about what you'll eat or wear or where you'll stay, all these things. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and these things will be added to you. He's talking about the things of life, physical physical things. things. Okay, so we just push all that out on the table, but then we also know... Luke six, Jesus says, "Blessed are the poor." Mm-hmm. Uh, throw that. You know, Jesus says, "I have no place to lay my head. Mm-hmm. I don't own a home. I don't have resources. I don't have any material possessions." I mean, the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes, "Blessed are the poor, the meek, the mourning, mm-hmm. the oppressed." Yeah. In uh, this life, you will face trouble. Yep. Cheer up and yep.
1: overcome it. It's like almost like this isn't about this life. It's a bigger picture that Jesus is bringing our minds to or
0: it's harder for a ri- it, it, it's, it's, it's difficult for a rich person to enter the kingdom of mm-hmm. God he uses a number of analogies yep. it's harder than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God okay well, what do we do with all of that because we're we're not going to stand on prosperity gospel mm-hmm. but God is a God of blessing mm-hmm. and how does that all and I think it's too I think we too quickly go well blessing isn't just material possession and wealth and health okay that's true but it seems to sometimes be that. Yeah, it certainly includes that.
1: Right. it wouldn't not be. Right. So, is God a God of physical, material blessing?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is—is is there any truth to where the prosperity gospelists yeah. are going with this? So you—you you, is God?
1: <laughs> does God want to bless me emotionally? physically, spiritually, mentally, relationally, in any and every category, does God have both the ability and desire to bless me in all of those ways? I think the answer is yes Mm -hmm. from the Bible. Is that his main goal in our lives, Mm -hmm. that we gain blessing in every single category? Is that the number one goal of his pursuit of us and our pursuit of him? Is that the number one most important thing? I mean, I don't... it seems like he wants to bless us, mm-hmm. but us becoming rich and wealthy isn't his number one goal.
0: Agreed. So what is his number one goal? It's not his number, it's not his number one goal. I'll agree with that. But we, you could take that to an extreme too, and people have taken that to an extreme that somehow not having blessing in these areas is more godly. Yeah. It's like, that's no. the extreme the other way. We're not going that way no, either. Right.
1: So I, I would say that, that does, he does value that and wants us to be blessed in every category. But he also looks at, so we'll use the example when Jesus approaches the rich young ruler. Great. And he says to him, he's basically, this guy goes, what do I got to do? Right. And Jesus identifies that rich man's specific issue. Right. He goes, wait, you're rich. Basically, Joe's paraphrase, you're rich and you're holding on to your riches as your most value possession instead of holding on to God. Mm-hmm. You're saying that God is your most value possession, but really your wealth is. So that's why Jesus diagnoses him and says, sell all your possessions and give them to the poor, and then you will have riches forever. Right. It's like he identified the specific individual circumstance of this guy, this guy was holding on to his wealth and saying, wealth is really my God. Right. So I think God's number one goal with us is that we would honor and worship him above our health. Sure. And our wealth. wealth. Right. And so is it possible that there are wealthy people that hold on to God as more valuable than their wealth? and their health. Oh, of course. Right? Yeah. And so like God's not going, well, I got to strip you of all of that in order for you. Like, no, there's some very wealthy people that I know that don't worship their money. Right. And they don't worship their health. Right. But I think some of this prosperity gospel type is pinging up against people who are or value wealth and health above everything else. And they're feeding into that. Mm -hmm. And that's why they get such a broad audience because mm-hmm. when you talk especially to people that are poor mm-hmm. which oftentimes this type of preaching and ministry
0: oh praise on
1: praise on the, the poor that's the crazy
0: part about it
1: right so you're working among a group of people who 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 are struggling financially struggling with with physical problems and you're leveraging the god wow, of the is, bible yeah
0: is that the manipulation you go to their weak spot yeah
1: and so, and some of it, when you watch this type of ministry, you can start to see through the smoke and mirrors mm-hmm. that it's really, a, it's, it's like a game and they're preying on people that are struggling, right? So if somebody comes into my office and tells me their pain and I want them to manipulate them, yeah. I'm going to use their pain yeah. as a tool, their problem as a tool to get them to do what I want them to do that's not the God of the Bible, that's not. So all those Old Testament things that we talked about, God was never leveraging health and wealth with the Old Testament patriarchs as a way to get them to do what he wanted them to do. Mm -hmm. He invited them into a relationship. And oh, by the way, the byproduct was some of those specific types of blessing. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a manipulation tool that's often being used today. Mm -hmm. And I'll probably say that there's all Good, well, how do I say this? The, the problem with prosperity gospel often is it's off by just a half a degree. Right. I think it's some of what we're trying to talk about. It's not that they're off by a full like major off. Right. It's like just off a little bit, but when you're off just a little bit, you land at a totally different destination. Right. And if the God of the Bible is a God that says, Well, you're poor and struggling with cancer or some really difficult physical thing, or you have no money and you're just going paycheck to paycheck moment to moment. The God of the Bible wants to fix that for you. And if you put your trust in him, he'll make you healthy, wealthy, and wise. I mean, off by just a little degree, you land in a God because those same people down the road, when they sow their seed of faith and they give their money and they pray their prayer and their magic, whatever, their smoke and mirrors, they're going to find on the other side of that, the God they were sold is probably not the God that's actually there.
0: Yeah, and your point about it's just off by a, a degree, it's like, God actually does want to deal with those things. Your, your physical health, relational health, financial mm-hmm. health, God actually does want to speak mm-hmm. into and deal with those things. But the outcome might not be uh, the resolution that you think it yeah. would be, right? So God actually does want to speak into your financial health. Yes. But, but, but his answer might not be, you're going to become a millionaire. Mm-hmm. He actually does want to speak into your physical health, but it might not be curing your cancer. It might actually be walking with you through cancer yeah. and you might yeah. die. Yeah. And he cures it in the next life
1: absolutely so you look right. at the apostle paul who knows this stuff intimately the apostle paul's sort of first occupation saul i don't know just try this yeah. it's like he's in his day and age as a religious leader schooled the way he is he's probably had he probably had all his physical provisions met oh yeah he's powerful yeah. he's res- respected esteemed Later on, he comes to know Christ. He sets all of that aside and says things like, I have learned to be content, well-fed, or hungry. Whether right. I'm living in plenty or in want, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So he's kind of showing, this is isn't about wealth or health or not wealth or health. Mm-hmm. It's about my relationship with Christ. Mm-hmm. And God does want to provide for us all of these things. But to use this as a bait and switch, okay. which is, I think, what gets me ticked off about it, I feel like it's so misleading mm-hmm. and changing the character of God to try to get people to follow them instead of just saying, no, God really does love and care about your financial, mm-hmm. but don't run to him thinking he's going to fix all your financial. He actually wants all of you, right. not just your financial.
0: So so just quickly, like a, like a really practical where you would draw the line on, okay, some of this is crazy, but some of it we think is biblical. So just a a question for us, living today, like, okay, we have all the Old Testament stuff, but just us living today and thinking about giving. Does giving regularly and sacrificially lead to financial health? Yes.
1: And maybe for not the reason why some might think. If God owns your money and if you see Him as an important, the, the most important part of your life, Yep. If he owns your money, that truth of God owning your money is going to breed health into every aspect of your financial life. Yeah. yeah. I th- yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's like, I know for me, there's been seasons where I've been in debt and seasons I haven't been generous and haven't given money. And as I learn that God owns my money and takes me out of debt and I'm able to give and I'm more generous, but I'm not doing that so that he gives me more. Right. But I do think there is this principle in the Bible that if you're faithful in little, you'll be faithful in much. Mm-hmm. If you haven't been faithful with little, mm-hmm. but I do think it's going to breed. Does it mean you're going to be rich?
0: No. No. no.
1: But it's going to be healthy, healthy. financially? Yep. Yeah. You're going to see money. You're going to be generous. You're going to see it as a tool, not the end. It's not the ultimate. And it
0: doesn't mean that a person who is generous isn't going to go through times of their life yeah. where it's rough yeah. financially, right? But yeah. over the course of your life you experience Yeah, health health. Yeah. And which includes generosity towards others, not yep. just towards
1: yourself. That's is it is it possible so let I know I might go a little on this but no, just you're take this angle for a second. How would we to our listeners help them understand what's some practical advice we could give to say keep your antennas up to this oh. as you listen to preachers and teachers? in regards to prosperity? Is this prosperity gospel or not? What are some things we could do?
0: Yeah, I mean, anytime I hear the promise for the person, like if you do this, this is the promise, I that my antenna go up on that, yeah. right? Because I think you're, you're making what I receive my motivation mm-hmm. instead of like, no, this is just actually, yeah. actually what God wants me to do, and yeah. it's for his benefit. And you know, if I get nothing out of it, that's actually love, yeah. right? It's like you, the way you serve your family. Yeah. It's not like, oh, well, if I do this, then this. Like, yeah. no, nah, I actually just love them and want to serve them. So I think the promise of anything in return is one thing yeah. that in my mind.
1: I man, it reminds me, and it's a little bit different angle, but it's like, I'll see people go to a healing service. Come to the service and you'll be healed. It's like, it's not that God can't heal. Right. But the promise that he, because I did this, right. he will or must as if like, wait, who's God in this situation? So that whole idea Yeah, because
0: of, that's sort of like if you pull this lever, God gives you what you want. It's like that's not how God works no. at all.
1: No, but at the same time, do I pray for people to be healed? Of Absolutely. course. And I say, God, I believe you can heal. Mm-hmm. I believe you can provide. I believe you can rescue. I trust you in how you're going to bring it about. So that that's good, the promise of what you're going to get.
0: Yeah. It's like What
1: else? I think when I hear preachers who only preach narratives, stories from the Bible. So sometimes what happens is if you just take the stories of the Bible and build your entire doctrine on oh. the stories, the narratives, yeah, and never talk about the other parts of the Bible, like Proverbs, poetry, epistles, letters, teach all the different... So I need the whole counsel of God. That's good. And if I'm listening to a preacher and they only talk about the stories of Old Testament characters mm-hmm. and they never talk about what Paul says, never talk about what Jesus says, and they're building entire sermons and ministries on, this is how Abraham did it, this right. is how Moses did it, this right. is what David does. It's like, wait a minute, teach the whole counsel of God and put everything into context what's correct hermeneutically, which is mm-hmm. within its literary context. When someone preaches and they never do that, they tend to be overestimating or over dramatizing one character trait of God not yeah. all of the god in his character traits that's a usual flag to me like wow every sermon is about <laughs> prosperity of these patriarchs like hmm, right get into some paul and you'll find like eh, yeah. yeah it's some pretty duff tough, tough stuff going on so that helps me a little bit
0: so do we do we Listen to any of this stuff, prosperity guys, or do we like? You got to turn the channel off.
1: I think some of it's maturity-based, like, and I don't mean this arrogantly, but it's like I think because I have my antennas up to some of this. Yeah, I'm able to listen and kind of sort out some of the good and some of the not so good. If you're young in your following of Jesus and you're just listening to anyone and anything and taking everything that everyone says as if it's, it's like first of all, run to your Bible. Mm -hmm. Second of all, run to your local church. Like. Who's your local pastor, your local teaching? That's really important. And if you're young in your faith, be more discerning about what you listen to and don't sow your seeds so quick, if you know what I mean. Okay. Is that fair? Good.
0: Yeah. Good. Hey, listen, thanks for always sharing your questions with us, commenting on our videos, subscribing to our channel, and if you would send us $49.99, it would really help us you support can, real talking to you. You can get a month. cup like just like us. <laughs> no, get out of here. That's garbage. See you next time.